0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the man-to-man nba show this is episode 97 we are very very happy you're joining us once again Uh, i'm here jp usual hosts, We got the man Liam, the man Andy. You'll see him in just a moment. But before I bring them in, I got to talk to you today about BetMGM, today's presenting sponsor. If you live in the state of Tennessee, I've got a whirlwind of an offer for you. BetMGM is offering a first time user promo with a super easy bet. Put $10 down and win a cool $200 on whatever NFL team you bet on. If they score a touchdown, that's it. It's super easy. If you did it last week and you bet the Bills, you, you won immediately. That's how good this bet is. It really doesn't get any better. If you want to use this awesome deal, go ahead and use the link in our social media bios at Man and Man Podcast, Instagram, Twitter. Go find us. Give us a follow and definitely get yourself some free betting money for the playoffs and the rest of the NBA season. You know, you might as well have a little skin in the game if you're going to be watching. Uh, that is BetMGM. We are a proud partner with BetMGM. They are a proud partner with us the man-to-man Man podcast we hope you get some free money and go ahead and follow us and use those links that is bet ngm once again now with that out the way with the advertising the marketing out the way so we can eat let me bring in the boys who love to eat liam andy gentlemen how y'all doing today
1: i'm doing good i'm doing really well uh had a good weekend glad to we can actually make it on to this episode uh This week, thank you for holding down the fort. Last week, JP, killer episode. Uh, We appreciate that. Andy, how are you doing today? Shout out Justin Penza for the solo
2: operation last week, dude. It's Jasmine speaking, baby. Live Jasmine action, baby. I'm ready to get back into it. You know what I'm saying? Hope y'all breathing well, man. That's all we preach around here. Hope y'all breathing well, dude. Like I'm constipated, man. I'm ready. All
0: right. Well, that was... Way too much information for the people, but we're rocking and rolling now. Lewis talked about a little bit. Uh, I was on here by myself last week. I missed the boys. It was weird talking to myself for for 55 minutes, but I had a lot of fun. I appreciate y'all giving me the chance to do that, but I'm very happy y'all are back. But along with that, it was a very interesting week in the man-to-man world last week because not only with the solo pod, we also, we being y'all really, had a nice little interview with our man Charlie on a Friday, just dropped his new single. On Friday, believe it or not. Uh the interview was great. I love listening to it. I know you guys love doing it. Uh, and really, we just gotta thank everybody out there listening on a weekly basis. Uh the numbers were really up last week. We uh, I personally was fun to see th- those numbers go up. Gentlemen, what'd you all think of last week? Any any wonderful news to give the the, the viewers, the listeners?
2: Yeah, wild then the room smell like cigarettes. He's a stud, dude. We talked about it. I said the funniest thing, listen back on that episode was uh how he has some pressure to his name, but he's got ice on his wrist, right? Young little stud, very well-spoken, uh, glad to have Charlie on a Friday on. New single, On My Own. Go check it out on all listening and streaming platforms. Is a banger. And he's just a cool dude, man, super down to earth. And we're sending him some merch, Charlie, on a Friday. Go check him out, man. And if you haven't checked out the interview, go to our wherever, you know, Spotify, YouTube, we're everywhere. So go check that out if you haven't.
1: Very good interview. I mean, you pretty much said it all right there, Andy. It was a very good interview. Fun to see like an up and coming artist, like his process through the very kind of beginning steps into making him into an artist and a household name. So now we just need him pop off a little bit, you know? Maybe a yeah. couple more hot singles, and and there would be the we'll be the guys, right? But no, it was a good yeah. interview. first
2: interview. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, on I his it was his first, first interview. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so okay. I'm Somebody ready to talk. You I'm ready to talk some ball though. I mean, I'm itching. I'm yeah. getting back into it, missing last week's episode. He's
0: lying. He's lying. <laughs> I, I he may be lying, but I think he's telling the truth. And we will get into talking to some ball. Before that, thank you all, listeners, again. Please keep please keep sharing, rating, interacting. It all helps immensely. There's a brand new sharing feature on Spotify. It's a rating feature, I should say. Actually, you can give us. Five stars, please. We would really appreciate it. Four stars, anything, however you feel. Those are going to be helping the Spotify algorithm going forward. Please, please keep helping us out. Andy's celebrating the ratings. It's actually because one of his bets is probably going to hit, but you know, you appreciate it. Just it. We did. All, it, just it just did. It just did. There we yeah. go. There we go. And we'd celebrate those too. If you keep giving us ratings, we can bet more money, which is more content. So <laughs> just a little, something to think about there. Now, uh it's a brand new week. It's always a new week. We record on Sundays. Y'all hear it on Mondays. Uh, tomorrow, when y'all will be hearing this, it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, obviously, a great day uh, to celebrate and a very, very important man. And uh, in the NBA, it's a great day because it, there's so many games starting at like 11:30. Honestly, actually 12:30 East Time, 11:30 Central. Yeah, I'm sure you can wake up and immediately start watching the ball, which is never a bad thing. And we'll get into that a little bit, a little bit sooner rather than later. However, before we do that, we got to talk about a very big day in the NBA coming up, which is the trade deadline. It's just a couple weeks away. It's starting to pick up. We had a trade this week, Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill going to the Knicks for some picks going back and forth. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. But right now, just to get the get the, you know, the ball, the ball rolling a little bit because y'all are a week off. I'm going to give y'all some time to get back into it with no explanation. I want y'all to just give me a player maybe two players that you think will absolutely be moved if you had to bet your bankroll on it will be moved by the deadline. And just to start it off to get it going, I'm saying Jeremy Grant will be moved. No explanation.
1: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll kind of piggyback off of that a little bit. Um, I'll take Ben Simmons. No, I think that's the biggest name out there. Ben Simmons has to be moved and will be moved. I'm, I'm putting the, the house on it if I had to.
2: Ben Simmons, um, can I take three guys here on the same team?
1: <laughs> you're, your, you're, you're
2: parlaying the house. I love it. You got to do it. Let's let's hear it. Dallas Mavericks need to make a move about nine and a half games back from first place, and they're in that same spot every single year. I know I'm explaining this a little bit, but uh, they need a backup point guard, which I'm going to go ahead and say they try to snag Goran Drogic. We could have had him on the pod, JP, believe it or not. Almost had him, man. Um, or a backup center behind Maxi Kleber or whatever that guy's name is. They're not going to rely on that guy in the playoffs. So Miles Turner, he's got to get out of Indiana, man. Um, and then we are going to do a backup wing because everyone needs shooters on each team. And I think they should try to snag Robert Covington from your team, JP, because your team just needs to blow up. Uh, so those are my three guys that I think could help the Dallas Mavericks this year.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. Def- definitely a, a little bit of explanation, but I think the, the point is still proven that you didn't need to talk about why those guys specifically, and, uh, and that that is interesting. Yeah, Roko pride needs to be moved. So again, no Ro-Kell. explanation. He's got a nickname
2: like, for Robert <laughs> Cummington,
0: bro. Yeah, a- everybody calls him Roko. I didn't. I didn't come up with that. Like I, <laughs>
1: only, only, only the Blazers. Straight. I have yeah. never uh-huh. heard of that.
0: Uh-huh. Before. Dude, it's kind of tight though, right, Roko?
2: I <laughs> like that. Okay, cool. That was. Do we have anything else on open topic?
0: Uh, n- no, I think that's it. I mean, th- again, we'll talk more about the deadline as it comes in the next couple of weeks because the <laughs> NBA of all the leagues, the NBA makes the most moves at the deadline just because there's the, really the least amount of players. So uh, I'm okay. excited to see what it gets going. But, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it over to, to Andy. He's got a trivia question for us. And this week, I- I've heard it's a doozy, so, so lay it on us.
2: I like it, man. Um, and if you guys, yeah, you know, we'll throw this on social too um, for the opening topic. We'll probably clip that. You guys mm-hmm. can give us your answers and things like that. Um, JP, I was, I was excited to hear a trivia question from your solo operation last week to the public. Unfortunately, we didn't get one, but that's all right. So we got to keep the people waiting just a little bit longer, but not too much longer. This week's trivia question. Who has the most blocks in NBA history by a guard? It's a good
1: one.
2: This
1: that's is a great one. <laughs> this is yeah. a great one. Um, I'll start it by saying I'm thinking... You have to start thinking of like players that played for a long time and they're kind of like two-way players, obviously. Um, in the terms of they're on the floor for both ways; they're not just coming in for defensive stuff. Um, so, I, I'm first one that comes to my mind is Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, I think he's up there um, along that same line and that same kind of era too. I'm also, thinking like Dwayne Wade; those are the first two that really come to my mind. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking, JP. But those are the ones. Those are the ones that come to my mind first.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Those those are those are great, great thoughts. I, I'm kind of with you. I think it's gotta be it's gotta be somebody who played for a long time. Was a guard, played really good defense. But also, they have to be a little bit bigger, you know, because to block shots, you have to generally speaking be a big guy. So the first couple of thoughts that came to my mind were like a Gary Payton, really yeah. long point guard, played for a good long time, was incredible in defense. I don't remember hearing a lot about those blocks, though. I thought Michael Jordan. He, he's always – any guard statistic, he's up there. So, it I mean, it, and, you know, it would be it would be right up Andy's alley to give us a little MJ answer. I like the Kobe guess. You know, again, I feel like that's just something we would have heard about. Um,
2: you guys want a hint?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get a hint. Let's get a hint.
2: Do you want a hint or a question? I mean, what's the difference you give us You
0: give us the hint, and then if the hint helps, we won't need the question, but then we might still need the question. So, hint. It's
2: not Muggsy
1: Bogue. Well, thank God.
0: Well, there goes my 9,856 guess. All right. Glad we got that one out the way. No,
2: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Okay, so the hint is um, yeah, they have played a lot of games, obviously, and Minute wise, this person has played over 35,000 minutes, which is
0: like insanely a lot. That's like top, that's like top 10, top five ever. Um, yeah, well, I don't know based if off helps. of that, yeah. I do
1: like, I kind of like MJ, what you were saying, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I got a question, I don't know if I'll answer it, but nah, I'm not gonna ask that question. That would probably give it away. I, I guess my. My question will be, yeah, did he? Are we talking like a guy who also could have played like small forward, or was he a true guard?
2: This guy was a this guy's a a point guard, shooting guard. Okay, ne- never right. played small forward.
0: Okay,
2: that's interesting.
1: All right, well,
2: because I'll- the player on his
0: team, they had a small forward. All right, I I think. I think MJ.
1: I think MJ. I I'll, I mean, just to not give okay. the same answer, I do think it is possibly MJ. But I'll I'll go I'll go Dwayne Wade. I think that's up there. I think he's okay.
0: Up there. Cool. All right. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Cool.
2: All right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this player has blocked the most career shots by a shooting guard um, as a shooting guard with 828 blocks. Number two is Dwayne Wade.
1: Oh shit. So it's gotta be Michael.
2: Throw that MJ in there, baby. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw that me, up dude.
1: on uh on uh me. social
2: media at man, to man podcast without the answer. And uh mm-hmm. hopefully you guys can, can give us the correct answers. But as always, only wrong answers in the comments only.
0: Yes, please. It's
1: the only way to
2: do uh, it, right? Mm-hmm. Congrats, yeah.
0: boys, congrats. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, and I do got to apologize to the public. I didn't give a, a tribute question out. It's hard, man. It's hard finding these questions. I got to give you some credit, Andy. There, there's as many stats as there are in the NBA. It's tough to find good questions, and you always come through with some bangers. So I I very appreciate it. I
2: will say third. Can you guys guess a third? Because Kobe's fourth.
0: Mm. Is is third? Damn, I don't know. Uh, somebody else who played a ton at the garbage. I don't know, maybe like a – is like it Gary Payton? I don't know, yeah. yeah.
2: Clyde Drexler. Oh,
0: yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. He's more like he's kind of like the guy, the kind of guy I was thinking about where like guard forward makes. Yeah.
2: I think I gave it away when I said this team as a small forward, but that's all right.
0: Yeah, but we, we were on it already. So we'll call it even. We'll call all right. it even. Yeah. Next next week. I'm excited for next week's man. I, I know I know it's gonna just get harder from here. Absolutely. All right. So trivia question done. Yep, go hit him, hit us up on TikTok. The TikTok comments, y'all. If you are listening and commenting on TikTok, we very much appreciate it. Hey, go ahead and, I mean, if you, we love the comments on TikTok, they're great. Go ahead and give yourself a shout out in the comments. Say I listened to the episode. Maybe maybe we'll hit somebody up a little little free merchandise if they they shout out this episode in the comments. Mm-hmm. Just, just a maybe. Just I'm not saying it is or isn't going to happen, but it's probably worth a shot. And with that out, with the trivia question done, we're going to take it to our next portion of the episode. Game of the week. Uh, it's been We've already talked a little bit about gambling. You know, this this group here as a whole, not over 500 yet. So, uh, Liam, please lead us into a week of prosperous wealth.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I guess from last week, took the week off. Uh, probably is a good thing. Kind of not, like, kill my record. Um, so, I'm three and four. Um, I guess two weeks ago, I lost. Um, I took the over and something, I'm sure. Um, But this week, I'm going to ride with our Indiana Pacers, uh, Pacer Nation. Um, They're playing the Warriors on Thursday. Um, It's a national televised game on TNT. And I think the biggest thing that I've seen and what I'm going to go against kind of is the trending of the points that Curry has been making. Um, He's been kind of in a slump. He's had two games last week that were really just like, where is Steph Curry? Where has he been? Um, I know they're kind of dealing with getting Clay Thompson back into the rotation. And obviously, when you have somebody else that's out there shooting, you got to give that guy the ball and kind of get him into the flow. So I think this next week, right before kind of all-star break is going to happen, they're going to try to put it together. I know Clay's off of like back-to-backs, and it shows. Steph Curry came out and kind of just – the whole team basically kind of just went back to what they were doing, beating the bulls. So I'm going to take Curry over his point total. I know it's around like 25, 25 and a half for right now. I'm going to take it the over um, considering that last week, I mean, he had a game with 12. He had a game with 19. He had a game with 14. I believe Um, he did have a game in there with 27, but I think because of that, I think he'll turn it around, get more comfortable with Clay. So I'm going to go Curry over 25 and a half around there, whatever it is, I'm taking the over um, in that game because uh, he he likes to light it up against the Pacers. So that's my game of the week.
2: Interesting. I like that, man. We'll see what happens with the, uh, the Warriors because shout out Clay Thompson coming back. Yeah. Super cool. I didn't cry. You cried. I was just sweating out my eyes a little bit. All right. <laughs> My game of the week, man, I usually bet with these guys, but they've been getting punished the past two games uh, and it's the Chicago Bulls. So my game of the week is the Chicago Bulls Monday during the day at 230 at the big 901. Shout out Memphis Grizzlies for balling out. Zach Levine is out. Levine underwent an MRI on Saturday that revealed no structural damage in his left knee. Lonzo Ball is out. Caruso's been out. Derek Jones Jr. is out. John ja Moran is in. So ESPN's favoring this, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies by over 70%. So I'm going to take the spread in this game. Not sure what it's going to be, but it's probably going to be pushing at least, I'd say, minus five and a half. Maybe minus six. The money line's gonna be ridiculous. I think it's gonna favor the Grizzlies, right? By I don't know, minus 240 or something crazy like that. Grizz are balling out right now. They're four and one in the last five, uh beating some great teams. And the Chicago Bulls, I think, are what one and or yeah, like one and four. I'm not looking at it, but uh like one or three and one and four. So I, I don't know, man. I like the Bulls a lot, but they're just I don't think they're gonna prove themselves in the postseason. We'll see if they can come back. Uh, I know they have guys out, but we'll see if they can come back and try to get a win with some of these guys out. You see what the Grizzlies did without Ja Morant. Uh, it's a team that's a lot better, I believe, than the Bulls. And so I'm going to take the the Memphis spread right here. I think the Bulls are a great team, man. They're just inexperienced. And once they get down, it's, it's like the old Bulls is what it's shown to be, uh, even with guys out. So there's got to be other guys that step up. People are saying that Kobe White, uh, what did we say? Kobe White was overrated or
0: underrated? We, we say Kobe White was overrated, which right. I, I, I still believe he is, although the comments did not like that People one. are I,
2: hating on it, dude. Who's going to step up when those guys are out? Kobe White yeah. really hasn't. So that's what we well, that's what we mean by that, man. So no guys are just stepping up right now. Uh, Yeah, Chicago's going to get worked, man. I don't think they're going to be able to come back. And I think by playoff time, they're probably going to be around that sixth and seventh seed. I don't see them even being top five.
0: That that that's a that's a big statement. I mean, they they are top of the East though right now. Although they are slipping, um, I I do think I think something I like about that Chicago Memphis matchup is like it's like the hype beast like pick for the finals where everybody's like this is the year we see something crazy. It's gonna be Bulls Grizzlies. It won't, but this will be a really interesting uh, game to watch. Two exciting teams. Although they got some guys out, yeah, I liked it. I and I'd probably go Memphis spread too, Andy. So I like that there.
1: I will say as of Sunday. From one to six in the east is only separated by two and a half games. Yeah. So kind of I'll I'll kind of give some light on what I said a couple episodes back is the Chicago Bulls have to be home court to even begin to think about making it out of the first round. So if it's I mean, if it keeps, you know, if it keeps in within three or four games, they gotta keep winning. And I I don't see that as of late for them, but that's all I got on that. So
0: I respect. Um, yeah, so usually for these games of the week, we try to pick games that are good because we <laughs> like to watch good basketball. Um, this week, I'm going against that trend a little bit. I, I before I get into that, last week I took the Sixers money line against the Hornets at home. It was a coward's bet, and it still didn't hit. They got smoked. The Hornets came out and ran them out of their own gym. So uh, I'm now two and three. I, I'm struggling to get back to 500, but uh, I'm going with a, a game that. I don't think anybody should really watch personally, but it's going to be fun to bet on is uh Pistons versus Kings on Wednesday night. It's going to be on at 10 PM on the East coast where, where I am. So odds of me seeing any of this game, probably not very high, but I'm going to bet on it. Um, I do not think this game will be good at all, but I think both of these teams are going to be looking to sell some good assets very soon because they are both sellers. hundred um, percent. I look for De'Aaron and Fox to have a big game. He's trying to boost that trade value up try to get some value out of him because he's probably out of Sacramento come deadline time. Uh, I'm taking Kings spread the Pistons as good as Cade Cunningham is. They, they just, there's just not enough talent on that team. And the Kings are not good, but they at least have some talent of taking Kings spread in a game that'll be ugly, but Hey, sometimes you got to win the ugly ones to get back to it. And that's how I'm going to get back to 500.
1: I like it. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to watch this game, uh, but you do have some good points. I like that. You brought up the Aaron Fox. I think the Aaron Fox, is one of the bigger names, you know, that could be moved before the trade deadline. So if he does get on the move, he's, again, one of those players that I like to say, you add that type of player on your team, you only get better. Um, and he's young too, so I like it. Uh, I won't be watching it though, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'll be touching that, but we'll be rooting for you, JP. <laughs> get agree, get J- back to J- 500. J- get I back to J- 500. J- yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm trying. If, if if anybody rides with me on that bet, I, I, I owe him. I owe a real big high five because that means they, they trusted me on a Pistons Kings <laughs> yeah. game, but Hey, yeah. you know what? It's, it's well, money. Once you bet money, it doesn't really exist.
2: Yeah, get back to Indy 500 brother. You. We'll be ready. Exactly.
0: exactly. All right. Now to everybody's favorite part of the episode, man to man worthy. I'm going to break down some of these best topics for the last week and NBA be Uh basketball. The first one is probably the biggest news in basketball of, of recent memory. Uh, Kevin Durant injury, uh, He's been arguably the best player in the NBA this year, and he's down, down for a little bit. MCL sprain in his left knee, honestly better than what it looked like it could have been. So if Nets fans got to be happy that's only four to six weeks. Uh, the man was playing nearly 40 minutes a game recently, and the Nets were doing fine. They were four and six in the last 10, so they weren't exactly killing it. But when you're running KD out 40 minutes a game, it's, it's never a good thing for a team. It's fun to watch, but so – you know, little little give and take there. They're still second in the East, but like Liam said, the East is just packed everywhere. They're trying to find a way to get Kyrie to play full time. It's not looking like it's going to happen. But with that all being said, could this break for KD, four to six weeks, be a good thing in the long run? He gets some rest. The Nets are going to make the playoffs. He comes back kind of later in the season, starts hooping a little bit. He'll probably end up missing the All-Star game, but, you know, that in the grand scheme of things, that's not a big deal. Uh, do we think this break could be a good thing? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to come back rusty? Is it worth talking about at all? I'll throw it to Liam first.
1: Um, obviously, the first thing you got to recognize is Kevin Durant is scoring, I mean, almost 30 points a game. I think he's at like 29 a game. So anytime a, a player of that statute goes out from your team, uh, you have to look at the other players in terms of scoring the basketball. I mean, it's a big, you know, shoes to fill. Um, With Joe Harris also being out, I know the Nets are kind of battling with injuries as well. Like, little Marcus Arler is out. um, And Kyrie, like you mentioned, is only on, you know, half the games, basically. He's only playing away games right now. So, for me, I think in the long run, it is a good thing, you know, this time before All-Star break. And then you get a week off, basically, for All-Star weekend. And then you start back up the next week you get an extra week of rest in there without actually having to play games. So for somebody like Durant to gear up for the rest of the season, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I I think it, obviously the Nets are in the top three for me in making the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they'll make it back to the Finals. Uh, not back, but make it back to the Finals in terms of getting Kevin Durant his ring. Um, but you also have to think, because the race is so tight in the in the east, where do you do you drop too low and not get home court advantage? So you do have to think about that. But this time right here, if you're gonna get hurt, is probably the best time. So you are not doing it right before the playoff push. So that's kind of my thing. I think it it's good, but you also have to have players step up and James Harden needs to, you know, really take control of this team right now, especially with Kyrie out. So that's kind of my two cents. I don't know what you got about that, Andy.
2: I don't know, man. I've never really been hurt playing basketball. but If you get hurt in the middle of the season, I don't know if you're going to – KD is a different type of breed. I know he's been hurt, what, back in the finals or whatever he had with his Achilles, things like that. He's better than he ever was before. But you're getting hurt again, dude, in the middle of the season. I get – it's a great rest off. Uh, it is the, be- the best time to get hurt because, JP, to your – uh, ultimate point is the healthiest team wins is going to win the NBA finals. Um, Sure. It's a good rest, but no one likes getting hurt. You know, dude's probably struggling a little bit. And with um, Kyrie trying to play those home games, you know, with the, with the whole 5,000, you got to pay 5,000 or something to play at home. The NBA is forbidding that rule. So ultimately Kyrie has to get the vaccine. They're not going to allow a team to pay for an unvaccinated player, right. To, to play in the game. Um, so yeah, James Harden, if he wants to do what he does, you know, let him do it. But this, I've, I've talked about this team, man. And JP, I know you disagree. I just don't think they're there, man. Like this is the thing that happened last year. These guys playing nine games or whatever. KD getting hurt. Kyrie's not playing. I, you know, I just, a team that I don't see that's going to make it to the finals. They can make it to the Eastern conference, but to your original question. Sure. It is a good break. It's, it's great for the nets, but. Uh, I think even Woz was saying that he could be back for the all-star game on what, February 24th or 5th or something like that. Like right then he could come back and play. I don't think he wants to do that. Um, just saving up his body to prove me wrong. So yeah, J- James Harden, will see what you do. Kyrie Irving's not going to get vaccinated and it's, it's the nets all over again. We're just talking about it again this week. I don't know. Your take is probably a little bit better than mine, JP, but uh, that's how I feel. I mean, if you're getting hurt, I mean, no one likes getting hurt. You want to come back? You're probably not going to be the same. Like, I don't know how, how much time he had off from that initial injury back in the finals until whenever it was, right? I mean, it was a long time, wasn't it? But now it's like four to six weeks. Okay, now it's like we're we're getting to the end of things here and trying to make it into the playoffs. It's kind of a weird timeline as well. Yeah,
1: yeah also, I'm going to say one thing right there. I'm, I kind of want to equate it to Anthony Davis right now, too. You know, LeBron is probably in his ear saying, get healthy. We need you for a stretch, um, her stretch. I think that's the same thing. The mindset that KD has to do, you have another player, you know, two players technically, but a good player in James Harden and be like, we can, you know, just wait it out. We don't have to, you know, make it too big of an issue right now, but just get healthy first. I think that's what everybody's mindset is. Um, in terms of getting to the end of the season, sorry, I just go ahead, JP.
0: No, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, and Andy, just to, to to the question you were asking, when he came back from that Achilles injury, he missed a full season. I mean, it was a it was a serious, very serious injury. But um, yeah, I I think you know a four, five, six week break for Katie in the middle of the season is probably not the worst thing. It sucks to get hurt, and I know I'd rather be playing because all Katie talks about is how much he loves basketball, and he does. But um, yeah, I. I don't ever think a guy taking a time off is the worst thing. Um, something that I, a little bit like, you know, a positive from a negative is that we may get to watch James Harden solo ball again. And James Harden with the ball in his hands consistently throughout the game is still one of the best offensive players of all time. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. Cause you know, there, people forget, there was a stretch in Houston where Harden, James Harden was averaging 40 points and like 12 assists a game. I mean, we may get to see that again. I don't think we will for a stretch, but for a couple games, that'd be tight. So I'm excited about that. You know, I, I, I'm a nets guy. I'm still riding with them. They're still my favorite. So we'll see. I, I, I I still believe in, in Brooklyn.
1: Don't bring up that word again. Load management. Nobody likes to hear that word. JP don't, don't, Mm -hmm. don't talk that into existence.
0: It's, it's injury management. I ain't talking about load management. (laughs) So from, from, from a, from a bit of a heavier topic to a much lighter topic, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, hasn't been paying attention, the Toronto Raptors st- are playing with no fans in the stadium because of COVID, which is a heavy topic. But I'll explain why it's lighter in a moment. Uh, there is nobody there. It's, it's very similar to like, the first few games of last season where every, like, there's music playing, everything's going, except there's just nobody there. And it's a, it's a very surreal viewing experience. I, it's something you never really get used to, especially now that they had brought fans back and then they sent them home. Uh, But when that happens, you you start to notice some strange things. And uh, Devin Booker at the free throw line in Toronto uh, earlier this week was shooting free throws, pretty important free throws in the game. And the Raptors mascot was underneath the hoop, basically where he would be normally assuming there'd be fans there, waving his hands, jumping around, trying to distract them in a very, very normal way. In my opinion, it's something you see pretty often. And Booker made him get out the way he waved him he said go go off in the corner and then proceed to make another free throw uh the referees made him move hey, for me you know i love Devin booker i think this is a very funny moment i'm not even sure this is worth talking about which i'll bring it to you guys but before then do we think this is an overreaction from booker do we think it's just a funny encore moment we'll look back at do we think it's even anything at all andy i'll send it to you first i
2: just think this is funny man and the uh post-press conference um, he was asked about it and and he also just said that there's a lot of people that compare Devin Booker to Kobe Bryant and he kind of shut everybody down he was like everyone just stop saying the Mamba mentality I'm inspired by Kobe Bryant but I'm not Kobe Bryant and so that was a lot of the comments on social media and everything else oh you know it doesn't have them it is soft who cares dude there's nobody in the arena like let's get real here who cares the mascot of the opposing team in their home arena wants to do that I thought it was funny when they played. Uh, the Suns are playing the Pacers. I think on Sunday here, as we're talking, um, the Pacers brought in a dinosaur mascot uh, to kind of taunt Devin Booker. It's all fun in games, man. Uh, it is soft, and the guy needs to grow up. It doesn't matter if there's one mascot. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to I'll, get the guy. I'll,
1: the- I'll take the other side though, just from experience. If you're sitting in an arena and A, you have a bunch of fans and they're all screaming and waving your arms at the free throw line. That's one thing. And that's obviously hard of concentration. And you're used to that. You go to an arena, the only arena in the NBA this year that doesn't have fans and there's nobody there and you're shooting free throws. And then one little, you know, person is making noise and waving their hands. That is a big distraction. I feel not like huge distraction, but it's on Mascots unbearable. can't talk, bro. He wasn't even talking. I mean, he's waving his hair. I'm sure he's screaming. I'm sure he's making noise. And for you not to be used to that. You know, and only going to one—the only arena—I'll be like, "Yeah, get out of my like line of sight." You know, it's different if it's, you know, hundreds of people behind the backboard, but if it's just one and he's right into your eye, line of sight, you're like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude? Come on." It's like, different don't if beat us a playoff
2: guy. game, man. We are just in the middle of the season, not even all-star break. Yeah, come on.
0: I I do think it would be hilarious if the sound he was making, he was actually like like roaring like a like a dinosaur. <laughs> like that, that would be funny. I don't think he was doing that, but um I something I want to talk about. Liam, you brought it up a little bit. Is you know, if you if anybody that ever has attended or played higher-level basketball, varsity collegiate basketball, whatever it is. You know that when you're at opposing crowd's place, the place they're going crazy, they're making as much noise as possible on the free throw line trying to distract you. I have always thought that that is a much worse way to distract somebody than just complete silence. And right when they're about to shoot, like one clap or something like that, that would throw me off a hundred times out of a hundred. Granted, I'm not an NBA player, but still, like that, that would be more distracting. So I get where you're coming from, Liam. That one person or one dinosaur behind the mascot. Waving everything is probably honestly more distracting than like a hundred people back there going crazy. I, I'm with that.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just what you're used to. If yeah. you're not used to that, I think the even bigger obviously topic here is why Toronto doesn't have fans and why they're not moved them to somewhere in the U.S. I don't know if we want to get into that. We don't have to. But at the end of the day, that is, if so, you're not used to that. I'd be like, yeah, get the fuck out of my line of sight. I'm trying to shoot here, but who yeah. who knows. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll, keep we'll, it
2: moving. Even though we we'll keep it moving, we, we talked worked, about it, but we, we can keep it
0: moving it. now. Shit was well, funny though. No. All right, so now more actual basketball talk, more business side. Uh, like we talked about earlier, trade deadline coming up, and there was a trade that I mean, I, it's it's a big trade, and since there were some big names thrown around, I'm not sure it'll have a major playoff implication, race, anything like that. But uh, the Knicks Hawks trade that just went down: Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and a 2025 second rounder from the Hawks to the Knicks for Kevin Knox and a protected first rounder that is very well protected. And so if it ever conveys, you know, in the first round, it'll be in the second half of the first round. So really not a great first round pick, but you know, I mean, this is how trades go these days. You never know what that first round pick is going to be. Again, I don't think this is a game changing trade. I like Cam Reddish a lot. He has some flaws, but I love his game. There aren't guys that can score like Cam Reddish in the league. There's not too many of them. Do we think it's definitely not a game-changing trade? But do we think this trade is going to be something we look back on and be like, "Oh, the Knicks fleece the Hawks," or is this at this point just like one of the hundreds of deadline deals that have happened, where a year later, everybody's like, "Ah, eh, kind of forgettable."
1: I'll start, yeah. and I'll say, I'll say this: Cam Reddish, obviously big hype coming out of college and then into the NBA, goes to a, a Hawks team that kind of struggled up until last year. Um, as the style of player that he is, I know he's averaging like, I think it's close to 12 or 13 points this year. Um didn't really fit into kind of truly what the Hawks were doing. You know, Hawks brought in a lot of young players, you know, and then kind of just found what, you know, would work and whatnot. So for me, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I don't know if this is like make or break for the Knicks. I don't know if it really truly helps them or hurts them because as we see from last year in the playoffs, you know, the Knicks kind of trying to get it done. You know, they're, they're trying to make a push and they're lined up right there with the Hawks from last year. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't really know if it makes sense. Uh, Cam Reddish hope he plays really well for the Knicks. Um, I think he does fit in a little bit better with the Knicks than he would the Hawks. Um, Cause the Knicks kind of free flow it a little bit more. Um, And Julius Randle has the ball in his hands a lot. Kind of that bigger wing player as well. Um, Kind of lines up with Cam Reddish's thing. Um, I guess game style more than anything. But for me, it's like this is what we'll see. You know, we'll see little trades like you mentioned all the way up to the trade deadline that are kind of like maybe it's for the cap space. Maybe is it just trying to sneak a pick here and there um, to kind of set up for, you know, maybe a rebuild or adding some some pieces down the road. But for me, it's just like, eh, I'm okay with it. I don't know unless he just pops off and brings his average up to 20. But I don't know if the Knicks team will allow him to do that. But it is what it is.
2: I, I think it's a great pick for the Knicks. Um, it just depends on rotation, minutes and rotations. With uh, D. Rose coming back and Kimba coming back, this guy averaged about 23 off the bench for the Hawks. Um, and he's a he's a great defender too. So if anything else, hey, I got a couple of tricks that the Hawks are doing. I mean, they might play each other again. You know, hey, what, what's what's going on over there? That's what I was thinking and in, uh, my initial thought. But yeah, it's I mean, it's not a you know spectacular pick. We'll see if the Knicks can pick up somebody a little bit bigger, like a Miles Turner or something, somebody that's going to affect the game a little bit more on that squad. But yeah, we'll see what we'll see what minutes, man. I mean, it's all just like a minute rotation. Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett. Uh, Kimba, we'll, we'll see where they they fit him at. So, we'll see what the Knicks do, but yeah, it's not a, like a, a wowsing pick. But I do believe that the Knicks won the trade. Absolutely, Kevin Knox, go be great, King. Go be great, because uh, the Knicks definitely didn't make you great, man. We apologize for that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the the Kevin Knox experience on the Knicks, I think, is something that everybody's going to be looking back on and be like, "Well, that just didn't work at all." Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It's tough to see some guys just don't work out. Maybe he'll be great on the on the Hawks, but I do want to shout out my my younger brother Cade, my only brother Cade, I should say. He uh big fan of the show. Cam Reddish is his absolute favorite NBA player. He has a Cam Reddish jersey. Only person I know that has one. Loves him to death and now he's going to go watch him in the uh, in the garden. So, shout out Cade. Shout, shout out Cade. Cade. Yep, Appreciate out you Cade. for
2: rocking with the boys, man.
0: Always rocking with the boys. All right. Now, now, now that that trade talk is is all done, uh, we'll go to Anthony Simons. I know this is going to be keep it moving, but I just want to talk about my guy real quick. Talk about my guy, Ant. Y'all, y'all just have to sit and listen to me for like two minutes, I promise. I'm listen, putting out the my microphone
2: studio. right now. Yeah,
0: I appreciate it. So for anybody that doesn't know, I've talked about it before. I'm a big Trailblazers fan. Damien Lewis is my favorite player of all time, who is now just recently went under, uh, under the knife for some surgery, fix an abdomen problem he'd been having, get well soon, my, my sweet king. I, if you need anything, I'm here. You can take one of my kidneys. I'll give it to you in a, in a heartbeat. But with Dame out, there's been some time for some other guys to step up, including Anthony Simons, who's been our project player for a long time. He's our lottery pick a couple years ago out of ING Academy, he did a post-grad year there. So he never went to college. People didn't really know about him. And the dude is a freak. He won the dunk contest last year, which is how some people start to know him now. But the guy is an elite-level shooter. He can handle the ball. He can jump out the gym. I I love him to death. I've loved him every time since I started watching my rookie year when I was like, like, holy crap, this dude's amazing. Um, The question now for the Blazers is that because he's making this massive splash, is this a sell-high type of thing? Is this a hold-on-to-him type of thing? There's other guys on the team that got to be moved. Um, I personally as a fan, I think we keep ant. Some other wings and guards are gonna be moved. I think, like Andy talks about, Robert Covington's probably gonna be a pretty sought after piece. We can move him for a pick. CJ McCollum coming off the lung injury. It's probably time to switch it up. I love CJ, but it's probably time for him to go. Um, some other guys, I don't think Nurk is gonna get moved, but he'll some teams will be kicking the tires on Nurk. And the teams are gonna be kicking the tires on Ant, too, but I don't think we move them. so. I love Ant. I just wanted to shout out my guy. He's been one of the best players in the NBA the past couple weeks. Uh, keep doing your thing, brother, and uh, you know, go Blazers. So I'm I'll be wholly, totally biased about it. Go Blazers. I don't know if y'all have anything to say about that, but that was that was my Ant Simon spiel.
1: I'll say one thing on that. I do think he is obviously making more and more of a name for himself, and it's really dependent on if they move CJ. He's a great, you know just a plug-in player in terms of here to sweeten the deal. You know, if you really are trying to go after maybe another big, big, you know, whale in terms of like an all-star and you'd be like, here's CJ, here's, you know, Robert Covington. found out his name is Roko. That's the sweetest name I've ever heard of, but somebody like that. And you throw that into with a, like, here's an up and coming, maybe possible all-star or great player role player. He just sweetens the deal. But in terms of what you're saying, I think you keep him and you could, you know, he'll just be that piece for your team. The Blazers, obviously, I, I think everybody at this point are thinking something has to change. And so to do that, you have to start moving people, keep on to a younger guy because that's, you know, all the more when you are trying to rebuild to build with that young guy, especially, you know, a massive rebuild with like a Damian Lillard. So that's my two cents about it. I don't really know too much about him, but hopefully we'll, we'll keep hearing about him for years. Simons to is a
2: young stud that's going to be, be in the league for years to come. Keep him on the team for sure.
0: Love it. Th- thank you all for letting me have my aunt time. I appreciate that. I appreciate Problem, that. man. I mean,
2: that yep. that whole kidney thing was for real, man. So. Hey,
0: dude, hey, if, if Damian Lillard needed – if Damian Lillard needed a man like – just maybe not killed, but just like out of the way for a little bit. He knows who to call. I like I I I'm bad serious about that man. It, are, you, it, are you
1: cutting off? Are you cutting off limbs for this guy? What? What? I mean, kidneys one thing. You're if you're we were in, hands?
0: if we were in a playoff run, right? And it was like Game Seven Western Conference Finals, and he jammed up his the right his right ring finger really bad, and he needed my right ring finger. I would give it to him. Yeah, I would. I actually would.
1: What about, wow. what about what about like your whole arm? You giving him your whole arm? I'm not
2: giving my whole arm,
0: bro. Uh, I give him know. a fingernail. That's about it. I think I'd give, him, I'd give him some tendons. I don't know if I can give him my whole arm. He wouldn't want my arm, bro. My He's, you know, my right arm, I could shoot all right. He he wants, I'm not giving him my arm. That's a detriment to him. But yeah, I, I would give him any one of my fingers, 100%. And wow. a thumb. Yeah, man I, so I,
1: two how what, what's your limit on fingers two three what what's good right
0: here if if I, if like i get his fingers in return you know like like i he just needs it for the moment i my fingers. if if like i then don't have i give him, I give him one off each hand yeah i don't
1: I just, even know if we heard that <laughs> i already he'll give one off of each hand yeah
0: oh okay cool Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I give one off each hand. I I don't know if I was cutting out there. If I was, I'd give one off each hand. Okay, Uh, cool. Maybe Andy can edit that, edit that together a little bit. No, that's all
1: Liam right there. Yeah. (laughs) I'll put it together.
0: Or, or yeah. Yeah. One on each hand to answer the question. All right. So now that Ant is out the way and I love that man, uh, we'll go with the a lot of Kings talk on this episode. Probably the first time we've talked about the Kings more than like for two minutes, but uh, the Sacramento Kings were made some news recently for trolling Russell Westbrook when he was cold as ice. They were playing cold as ice after every missed shot, which is inherently funny. That is a funny thing to do. Um, while that is one thing that that showed Westbrook it, it kind of a negative light, the whole league kind of seems to be turning on Westbrook, which is really sad because this guy was at one point like considered like a top four player in the NBA, and now he's like guys are saying like he shouldn't be even be on the team he should be cut stuff like that for the Lakers. Um, have we seen the end of the elite level Westbrook? And at this point, do we even think Russell Westbrook helps your teams win games with Lakers be better off without him? Is it worth talking about? I'll throw it to Andy first.
2: Uh, Russell Westbrook, man. He is the greatest worst player I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm on board. I'm on bandwagon. Kind of shaming this dude because he should be top five player in the league. I like his tenacity. I like his dog. You know, what are you doing, dude? You're playing with LeBron James and you guys are getting smoked. Um, I'm just reading some stats here, man. So you know, not doing too much of research on Westbrook. Just, I just don't really care to talk about it. Um, but uh, it says that he has just made eight out of his last um, over the three past three games. He's made just eight of his 40 field goal attempts. Um, although he is getting boards, you know, 30 in the past three games at 25. So, like LeBron saying in these post-game interviews, if he's not, if he's not scoring well, then find other ways to affect the game in a positive way. I just think I, I hold high standards for Westbrook. This whole Lakers team should be insane, um, but they're just not right now. So I I just, I'm looking at just numbers right here and, and all of his numbers are like career low numbers. So what's, what's really going on. And, and if, you know, maybe the Kings doing that is, is going to wake him up a little bit, although he's not, you know, expressing those emotions to the public. He's like, oh, that's funny. that's yeah. It's like, come on, dude. Someone's taking a shot at you. Like, let's let's get real and see who Russell Westbrook really is. I don't have numbers to back up anything. What I'm really saying right now. Everyone just knows that he's shooting a, a career low and everything right now, pretty much besides points or uh, besides boards and assists. But yeah, Russell Westbrook, man, I, I don't know. Step it up. I, I just hold high standards for the guy.
1: Yeah, I I would say this, though, because Russell Westbrook, we saw him really dive deep into in terms of putting up numbers when he was on the Thunder. Right. And he didn't really have any people on that team in terms of taking the spotlight away from him. It was basically what is Russell Westbrook going to do tonight? Is he, you know, however well he plays is probably going to be like what we are going to do in terms of winning the game. If he's playing really well, we'll probably have a chance to win. If not, we don't. We saw when he moved to Houston that he had to fill in a role playing along James Harden. Playing with LeBron James and moving to another team, same thing, is he has to find his role. And for me, he doesn't know what that is. He's still thinking that he needs to, you know, you learn to play a game a certain way and, and do certain things and how you like to play sometimes that role is not just do whatever you want. And for the Lakers, he needs to find that role. He means he probably doesn't need to shoot as much. He needs to be more of a facilitator or he just needs to change his game completely and just be like a, like a, and or what's his name? Uh, Camaro, Carmelo Anthony, how he changed his game, just being a spot up shooter and really knocking down, being really good at one thing that that team needs. And for, For me, I'm kind of with you, Andy. I don't know. I love Russell Westbrook. He was one of my favorite players. He's still one of my favorite players. But the team needs him to find his role and be the best role player that you can be, especially on that Lakers team. Because right now, obviously, it's not working out. Lakers, I know they're dealing with injuries and stuff, but it's not looking great for Russell Westbrook in my eyes. So...
0: Yeah, it's it's not it's not looking great for the for Westbrook. I think we're reaching the point where, come playoff time, he's like not gonna be in the rotation. I mean, it's been that bad. You know, he's he's averaging. You know, he's he's grabs a lot of rebounds. I think rebounds regards a super overrated stat. I've thought that for a long time because like when we look at these boards, Russ Westbrook grabbing, they're not like Dennis Rodman S fighting for boards that the team wouldn't have gotten. They're, they're, they land right in his hands, and, and and it's I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. I I don't I I I like watching Russ Westbrook play. I have never been a huge proponent of the fact that he you wins your team's games. I've never thought that. I've always thought he's been sometimes more of a detriment than a help. So this is just kind of you know I don't take pride in it. Like it's not happy to see it, but it does kind of prove my ritual thinking where it's like the guy sometimes the guy if you have a guy who averages a triple double, it means. He, your team probably isn't winning a lot of games. Like that, that, that's just how that's that's just how it goes these days. So, I, I, I my opinion on Russell Westbrook has not changed, and it's just I think we have definitely seen the end of Russell Westbrook at an elite level. I think this when a game relies so much on athleticism, it's gonna fall off significantly. It always does. So yeah, I think we've seen Russ at the end, and um, I think it's gonna be well. It will be a slow decline. It will be a continuous decline, and I think that's that's just how it, it's gonna be from here on out.
2: So his thing, obviously, if he's not making Mm -hmm. jump shots, is what? It's attacking the rim and trying to do some crazy acrobatic finish. He can't even do that right now. And we've seen him not even be able to dunk the ball. So, And also, when you're doing that, we've seen that the Lakers' defensive transition is probably the worst in the league also because no one wants to get embarrassed. On that Lakers team. They're all pretty boys or wannabe. So when Westbrook goes into paint and tries to does tries to do these acrobatic finishes and misses, uh, it's a four on five. And so that's what teams are doing to, to take advantage of that on the offensive transitions. And I mean, and I don't know, their defense is just so weird to me, man. You know, you watch this team and it's like, hey, isn't that guy supposed to be like one of the greatest players in the world? Talk about LeBron James what what's going on dude get back on D that was that's my whole thing with bron dude i like lebron but he just he's just like a little powder man like play well, ball that's another
1: thing that we've i've kind of seen is that i don't necessarily you know hate that lebron like whines about calls because at the end of the day you do need somebody on your team to be in the referee's ear all game long um just pointing out things like hey we're really trying to get this look and if we're not getting a foul call on that we can't, like, it changes our game plan. So if you're, you know, for instance, if you're a big man and you, you know, run a rub screen and get a wide-open layup and you think you got fouled, that changes your game plan in terms of we can't score in the paint or whatever, right? So I do believe you need to have people that kind of not complain as much, but talk to the ref and be like, hey, we're trying to get this call. We're looking for this and this and that. But the thing that I've seen from the Lakers this year is that LeBron James has always been that guy. You know, he's always going to be the guy that talks to the referee, and you know, makes he basically thinks he's the the guy, right? And everything that he never does anything wrong or whatnot. But what you see this year is that's rubbing off on Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel has never been that guy to really get into the referee's ears. You see it from Russell Westbrook. You even see it from Malik Monk. That is just every call. So when you have the entire team. After every missed shot or every you know miss foul, everybody's doing that. That's when you get the problem of what's going on in in L.A. But I don't know. It, it's it's a mess. It is a mess.
0: So. A mess. A mess is a great way to put it, and it will continue to be a mess. And then somehow come playoff time, they'll put it together and make a run. But you know that we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And uh, that's all we have for Man of Man Worthy. I, got, I have one correction I have to make from last week. Um, if you follow the NBA, I'm sure you've heard this already, but I just want to put it out there. Last week I talked about Ball Ball being traded from the Nuggets to the Pistons and how it was going to be this whole cool thing to see Ball Ball be unleashed. Well, it turns out he failed his physical with the Pistons and the trade's not happening. So that's not happening. Ball Ball is back on the Nuggets roster. He could still be moved. But if he failed one physical, not too, too many teams aren't going to be looking for you. So it's
1: What's, really sad. What did he fail?
0: What did he fail? They don't – it doesn't get released. Uh, they just – it just said he failed. I mean, it could be anything with a guy of that size and stature. So, he, he failed his physical. It's going to be – it's going to be tough to see him get moved at this point. So, it's unfortunate. It's sad, but it is what it is. And I just want to put that out there.
1: I do – I don't think it's drug-related because if it was, I think that has to be released. So, I think it's something like body condition. condition yeah, like you got that clap, dude. Yeah, something oh. –
0: so I I don't think he has, I mean, I guess I, I I'm not going <laughs> to speculate could. at all. He could. He could, I mean, I he could add the clap. There's no doubt he could add the clap. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on. And we don't have a lot of time, so we got to do this quickly, but I, I something I started last week when I just had free reign and now the, the gentleman have to do it because I made the decision is that uh we're doing an all-star preview. We're just trying to guess the rosters, just trying to guess every player we think will be, uh, an all-star. Um, I said I was going to do eight last week and I ended up doing nine. Somehow I got lost in the count and I can't count, but the, my guesses last week were Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron, Nicole Jokic, Joel Embiid, Jamar DeRozan, Devin Booker, and James Harden. Um, I, I left a couple off the board, obviously, considered there's going to be 24 all-stars, so we are going to give a true eight guesses this time and we're going to do them in a little bit of a draft order and uh, Liam drew the long straw. So, Liam, who is your first pick to be an all-star besides the guys previously mentioned?
1: Yeah, uh, I think obviously there's – I mean, you got some good ones on your list. I was like, damn, he's he's got some good ones. DeMar Rosen, great. Um, I think he deserves it, obviously. Um, Steph Curry obviously deserves it, um, kind of holding that team together. Um, another guy that's kind of the glue guy – in terms of holding their team together and making a playoff push and not looking the greatest right now, but I, I mean, if you don't have Luca on your all-star team, you're, you're crazy. Um, he's one of the best young players. I know there was a debate, like who would you want to, cause I, I'm, I'm going to bring this up. Cause I think I know where Andy's going next, um, but who you would let, rather have on your, on your team or start a team. Is it Luca or somebody else? Um, I'll wait till he'll make that pick to kind of have that debate, but I think Luca has to be an All Star. It's no questions.
2: Yeah, sure. And I think the guy you're talking about is John Morant, right? So everyone believes that John Morant should uh, be an All Star this year. The other question is, is he the most improved? I hope not, because uh, I'm not betting on that. But uh, yeah, John Morant is clearly an All Star this year. You see what he's doing with the Grizz. You see, I mean, they're you know blowing out the Lakers. Dude's balling all career highs right now. Uh, com- coming back from an injury. Like he ain't missed a step, you know, so uh John ja Moran is my guy. I think he will clearly be in the all-star game and see what that team does, man. We talk about the Grizz all the time and John ja Moran, you know, a guy I was betting on back in Murray State. I bet on the Grizzlies this year, dude. Make it out the first round. We'll see what John ja does. But John ja is definitely an all-star uh, for me. And I think everybody else thinks that too.
0: Love it. Love it. Two of the best young players in the league should both be all-stars. We'll both be all-stars for a very long time. We're going to be seeing Luca and John in the all-star game for quite a while. Uh, I'm going to go with another young point guard who I also think is going to be an all-star for many, many years. I'm going to go Trey Young with the Hawks. Uh, The guy's electric. He's uh, one of the best scorers in the league, one of the best distributors in the league. Absolutely loves playing the villain. People in Atlanta love him. Uh, Trey Young, big, big guy out in the public with uh, the fan vote. I think Trey Young is going to be an all-star and uh, yeah, he's another guy I think is going to be there for many, many years. I could talk about how he's been incredible this year, but everybody already knows that. So Trey Young, I do believe will be an all-star and that sends us back to the top with Liam.
1: Yeah. I think another guy that really deserves it um, in terms of just leading his team. He's probably one of the best leaders. I mean, if you're not talking about best leaders of all time, leading his team to right now, the number one team in the, in the West, uh, you can't leave out Chris Paul. Um, he's he's just you, – you You think about just point guards best ever. I mean, Chris Paul, especially this year, um, seeing what he did from last year to this year, is not kind of taking a step down. Uh, you got to have Chris Paul in that conversation. So, I'm going to go with Chris Paul.
2: Yeah, like it. Point guard. Uh, Jason Tatum for me. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: All right, easy enough. couple guys who are pretty just consistently all-stars around. I mean, Chris Paul's been an all-star his entire career. Jason Tatum's starting to get into that upper echelon of players who just is always an all-star. Um, yeah, Tatum both having all-star years for sure, even in a packed field. Uh, I'm going to go with actually my last pick because we only so many picks can go into a rotation of three guys and eight people. But uh, my last pick would going to be Fred Van Vliet with the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors have had a bit of an up-and-down year, but Fred Van Vliet's been awesome he's a great point guard he's doing it all from i mean the fred van vliet story is obviously great and we've watched him really blossom as a player um i, I love watching him who the dude is one of those guys who you don't really know how he does it when you watch him on a court but when you're like that boy nice that boy very nice and he's and he's, and he's nice every single time he he's on the court i think freddie will absolutely be an all-star this year and now that takes us back to the top for liam and then andy's last two picks
1: yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the team or a, a player from a team that is just outside of like mm-hmm. the, the I guess, conversation in terms of uh, the play-in games or tournament, however they're going to do it this year. Team that's leading his team in rebounds and assists in some way that basically, if he, you know, not on that team, they're not, you're not doing well. And that has to be Lamella Ball. Uh, I think he's, I mean, he's, he's just outstanding young guy. And, I know I'm taking all point guards here, but you got to put some respect on the point guard position. And this guy obviously makes his team better every night that he, he uh, laces up his shoes. So I got to, got to shout out the youngster Lamella ball.
2: I think Lamella ball, if not this year, next year, I mean, what is he doing to the game? He's just making it more entertaining and, and people want to see entertaining players being the all-star game. Right. Uh, My last guy has got to be Zach Levine, man. I think he goes second straight year. This year, what they're doing with the Bulls, what he's doing with the Bulls, what just seeing Zach Levine, what he's come from with that Bulls team up until this point has been tremendous. Uh, we're all talking about the Bulls right now. I still think Billy Donovan might be coach of the year. Uh, Zach Levine is hurt, but he's expected to only miss, I think, like one or two weeks. Um, I got to take Levine, man. I, there's no way. I don't think he's in. He's not an all star uh, in that game this year
0: and then yep. there it is that is the next eight picks so that takes us to the first two rounds of picks of course a nine and eight so 17 in total we will do one more round of it next week where we try to finish it up which i'm sure will be a little bit harder because we're kind of past the locks now uh net, we really got to do our research for next week and get that in but that is all we have on the docket today so if anybody if unless anybody has a shout out i think we're ready to be taken out of here liam
1: yeah, I don't have any shout-outs. Uh, thank you again, JP, for, for you know, holding the fort down for last week. Uh, I'm glad that we uh, could get an episode out. I'm glad to be back. Um, but with that, I'm going namaste to these fools out of here, if that's okay with you guys. Absolutely. Namaste to you guys. Namaste Nam- to you gay.
0: Namaste, gentlemen. Namaste, Pacing and
2: Nation. Only in the night.
1: i say.